This real spill with Shine Shin, y'all. Checking it. Yep. This my boy Stosa808. You can download this beat on livemixtapes.com. Y'all go check him out. Yeah. One of these days, I'm gonna let y'all have it, man. I'm gonna go ahead and bust freestyle. Cause y'all know y'all y'all think I'm lost, but I can't still do it, man. I ain't ready yet, though. <laughs> yeah, man. Y'all welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Real Spill with Shine Shin. It's your boy Shine checking in one more time. I got my boy OZ Woods again. Day OZ, tell him what's up, man. How you doing, man? Worldwide. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go to say what's up to the people, man. I got go to in the build. What's going on, everyone, man? Happy Mother's Day to y'all, man. Good and bad. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> go to say hey to Happy Mother's Day to the good, the bad, and the regular mamas out there. He wants to say Happy Mother's Day to all y'all. I'm going to say fuck you to the bad mama. <clears throat> y'all that got down. Y'all said it's bad as something like that. <laughs> but. To all the great mamas out there, I do want to say happy Mother's Day. And even to the ugly mama, as long as you're a good mama, you know what I'm saying? Happy Mother's Day to you too. You know what I'm saying? We're going to start this thing all doing the same thing that we do every day drop off the news stories of the day that could affect your world tomorrow. First thing I want to do to is tell everybody out there, if you're checking in right now, go on ahead and hit the like button, hit subscribe button, follow, and make sure no matter what you do, hit that bell over there so you can get a notification every time I drop a brand new video. Now, it's Mother's Day, and, you know, there's coincidentally, everybody still talk about that whole abortion issue. They say the Supreme Court is said to overturn the Roe versus Wade decision that's been in effect for, I think, over 40 years now, you know. And, um, I ran across this article that was addressing it, and I felt like we could go ahead and talk about it in this way today. The article comes from the Mary Sue. This is a magazine, I'm assuming. It don't look like a newspaper or nothing like that, but boom, it's a magazine. He starts off, there is so much that is horrific and frightening, dystopian, about the Supreme Court's leaked draft to overturn Roe versus Wade. There's the blatant lies from the conservative justices who swore before the Senate to uphold that statute. There's the willing, the willful betrayal of what most Americans want. And there's the fear of what other civil rights will face the chopping blocks next. And that's the part we've been talking about. You know, if you give them this one thing, you never know how far this situation could go. And you know, it's it's always it's always when 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 a particular group is in trouble that they wanna try to bring the black people on the side. You know. When before then they don't be they don't be caring about us and our situation and our plight. It's just like how when the feminist movement needed more numbers to make their movement grow, that's when they started reaching out to the black women. You know what I'm saying? And and the feminist movement for the most part destroyed the black family. You know what I'm saying? And and it is it, so you know, is you can look at you can look at the effects afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't it ain't like you can't see what's been going on. You got them some strong black women, you know what I'm saying, that feel like they don't need a man and all this right here. 
But at the end of the day, it's just like how Beyonce was telling how the single ladies was up, and then she was going home to her hood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like people, people do the most when they need you the most. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now this lady went on to talk about a particular phrase within the draft that she thought was pretty insidious. She said that the phrase whereas the domestic supply of infants relinquished at birth and within the first month of life and available to be adopted has become virtually non-existent. Now we're going to sit there at that statement. You know what I'm saying? The same way she wanted to sit with it, we're going to sit with it for a little while. What she's saying that this line means is that they're saying that there are no available babies to be adopted, no very young. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, as we know, don't want to adopt no five and six, seven, ten, and fourteen year olds. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? And, and I, for one, can't say I blame nobody for that decision because you know you you don't want to have to deal with the sins of somebody else. Right? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what that child has been through and what kind of behavior he has learned. In his life by being with these other situations, you don't want to put that on you and your family. And I can't say that I can't judge on that. But it's just the situation that we in. Now, they said, basically what that's saying, though, is that if you feel that we need to stop people from having abortions because we need a bigger supply of babies for people to adopt, then what you're saying is that you don't give a fuck how this mama feel. You just want to make sure that this well-to-do family that wants a baby is able to get a baby. So again, what you have done is you have taken the wants of the poor and not gave a fuck about it. No, you're taking the needs of the poor in order to support the wants of the rich. You know what I'm saying? Like, And it's always that kind of situation. And they would Listening to this, you would think that it's a shortage of kids that was able to be adopted. But as of right now, in the United States, they say it's over 400,000 children that's in foster care. Now, people get into foster care through different kind of ways, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's more than one way for you to end up in foster care. We know that. You know what I'm saying? But um, the statistics show that. They say every year 20,000 youth age out of the foster system. That's when they turn 18 or 21 or when they finish high school, depending on where you live at and everything like that. The children that age out of foster care are at increased risk of poor educational outcomes, experiencing homelessness, and being unemployed, which you can understand. I mean, you could take everybody sitting in this room, for example. If we got kicked out of the place, that we lived at, as soon as we graduated high school, we probably would have been homeless. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no. You just got to go because you done aged out. You just got to go. You know what I'm saying? And I don't care what you give a person at that point. Like, it's hard to give somebody enough to sustain them, right. to get on your feet like that. You need time more than anything. You know what I'm saying? The money you liable to blow through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you get a, a crib and try to put some furniture in a place. It ain't like when you're staying at your mama's house, you get to take your bed from the house. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You get to take your, your childhood dresser and shit. Like, right here, these kids get thrown out there 
but nothing, you know. And so, to me, that's a reason why we should support the ability for people to get abortions because we're putting a lot of damaged people that's behind the eight ball out here in these streets. Whereas the mama knew she couldn't take care of the mama might have knew she was on drugs. The mama might have do anything, you know what I'm saying? Like we don't, it ain't our job to tell these women what the decision is. Now, but like I said, and we said the other day, I do think it should be a two-party thing. Mm-hmm. Now, which, you know, even when you get into that, that's a little strange, you know what I'm saying? Because let's say that this chick come and tell you that, that she pregnant with your child, whoop whoop, and, and y'all go to hell. Gordon was come to find out she was fucking old boy too. You know what I'm saying? So you might have consented to kill his baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, or she could just get her brother to, or some, one of her friend, her bros to go up there with her. At this point in time, it ain't no saying who's the father. You know what I'm saying? So. It'll be hard for I, I know we had talked about that two part system mm-hmm. the other day, but that's the more I think about it. Like I don't even know how that could work. So at the end of the day, since you can't put no regulation on it, I feel like it should be up to her. You know what I'm saying? Like especially, like I don't think we should let them take any rights back. You know what I'm saying? Anything. Mm-hmm. Like I don't give a fuck what the right is. The most minuscule thing. I don't think we should let them take nothing. Anything we need to get more, you know what I'm saying? We supposed to be the free, the freest country in the world. Like, why we got so many restrictions? You understand what I'm saying? Now, now restrictions that are for the better of everybody in the world. I understand that murder should always be illegal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stabbing and beating and all, all that kind of shit should always be illegal. Damn it, anything you do that hurts someone else should always come with some consequences. But a lot of this stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, telling me I can't grow a garden in my yard but so many feet before I have to pay taxes. Now, that's bullshit. I'm in the land of the free, but I ain't free to grow my, I ain't free to feed myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, how is that? How I got, to, I should be able to, if I own land, I should be able to put a pig out there, a cat out there, whatever I want to put out there to feed me and my family. I, without having to go through all these regulations and zoning and, and doing all that right there. And I don't think I should. Well, I bought the land. It, look, it ain't like the government come out here and cut my grass for me. It ain't like the government come out here and do landscaping for me. You know what I'm saying? So what am I paying you for? So I, I got to buy the land and then pay you for the right to have the land. So, I mean, but but this is this is all things that have been voted on that nobody has, has, has challenged. You know, governments are making a lot of money. They don't need our money. You know what I'm saying? They already making a killing through the police department. You know what I'm saying? They already running up, running a muck through the police department. So why they need our money on the other end too? And, and it's, it's, it's just, it seems like it's just, this country, you'll never own a damn thing. You'll never own a damn thing. Now, they say that, I want to keep on talking about these kids before I get too off topic. I didn't know that in order to be considered a special need kid in foster care, it was 
it's like five conditions, and I, it kind of fucked me up. One of them is being an older child. You can understand that. Don't nobody want an older child, so they might consider that a special needs kid. Having a particular racial or ethnic background makes you a special needs kid. I, that one, that one right, that was the one that threw me off. I would like to know specifically what racial or ethnic background is. Being part of a sibling group that need to be placed together, I know that got to be hard to do. Like you got to find somebody that's going to take three or four children at one time. You know, medical conditions, physical, mental, or emotional disability. And if you admit anybody that has been placed in foster care is going to have some physical, mental, or emotional disability. That's everybody. Shit, most of the people like him walk around that you see every day dealing with some kind of disability on some kind of end or another. Uh, I mean, anybody tell you life ain't hard, they done had a game for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like just going out here and surviving every day. You deserve, uh, you, you deserve uh, everything you can get because, boy, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an achievement just to make it every day. Now, we're going to continue with the original article. Uh, there was something else in the bottom of it that. That kind of told me too that it, I found it interesting. It said that um, th- th- this paragraph starts off, and this says nothing of the systemic racism inherent in forced birth and adoption. Across the globe, white colonists have practiced forced adoption as a means of separating indigenous children from their parents, adopting them out to white families to be assimilated into Christianity. This heinous practice occurred for decades and Australia, Canada, the UK, and America. Now think about that, man. They don't, they don't force these people to have babies so they can get into white folks. And then once they get them with white folks, they make they they kill the generation. They are gonna make sure they continue to breed with other white folks, and and they 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 break break the bloodline completely down, you know. And I wanted to um that that part that got kind of interesting me. So I was I did a little other research on it, man. And, you know. That in 1978, now you would think this was some shit that happened long time ago. Right. In 1978, the Indian Child Welfare Act was passed to protect children in tribal communities. However, even in 2003, there were more than three times as many Native American children in foster care compared to Euro American children. Now, if it ain't that many Native American children out there, period. How the hell they three times more likely to be in foster care than anybody else? They still taking these children. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they still taking these kids, man. That shit wild. That shit wild. I, I, and, and this study right here, they was um, talking about a tribe up in Maine. I ain't even know Maine had Indians up there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yo. yo. Man, I, I rolled down. I read a while back, man. That Maine is one of the few places that you're a person of color you can really get. I read that. I, yeah, man. I read that per capita, African Americans make more money in Maine. That's what I read. Maine might be the spot, y'all. We're gonna have to think about. Our next story that we got coming up today takes us to the sunny state of California. Husbands. Yeah, man. 
husband sues California hospital for the culture of racism that led to the death of his wife during COVID. Now, I don't know if it's just in us or not, but I for one don't trust the doctor. You know what I'm saying? And the older I got, the less I trusted the doctor. You know what I'm saying? Because you hear things, you know what I'm saying? You see things. You have people that you know went to the hospital with nothing wrong with them and died. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and I think too, now I'm not talking about this case that we finna get into. I'm just talking in general right now. I think too, a lot of the situation be that a lot of us don't have insurance. You know what I'm saying? And so you get treated a certain type of way when you ain't got no insurance in this country. I mean, that's just the, that's just the truth of the matter, the, the, the coup de grace, all that type of stuff. And so we get less than fellow care. They just patch us up and get us on out the bill. Whereas if you got insurance, they'll keep you there for a long time. You know what I'm yeah, man, they gonna make they gonna bleed that insurance dry for your whole state. You know what I'm saying? But when you ain't got nothing, they can bleed. God damn, they finna got and hurry up and get you up out of them. No. Now this story right here is it, it starts off just over six years ago. A soon-to-be mother of two died in the operating room only 17 minutes after delivering the second child born to her and her husband, Charles Johnson. According to the CDC, black women die at a rate three times higher than that of white mothers during childbirth. And Johnson is unwilling to let his wife become a statistic without due justice. He is suing Cedar Sinai Medical Center for what he said is the cultural racism within the institution that led to her death. Now, we're going to stop right there for a minute because I've been saying for months now that we got to start back raising doctors, man. That's the only way we can protect us. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't, if everybody else get to go to doctors that look just like them, you know, we don't get to go to doctors that look just like us. We got to go to to an Indian guy or a white guy or somebody else like that. It's rare for you to be able to find a black doctor. You know, and if you do find one, he don't have a, it's esteemed a practice as that white guy. You know what I'm saying? One of those, because for, for the most part, you know, it's, he don't be in our networks and shit. You know what I'm saying? They don't they don't be including him in our networks and shit where we got insurance, you know. It that's that's another thing I think folks up. Like I should be able to go to whatever fucking doctor I want to go to. You know, we supposed to be the greatest country on earth and they they love the doctor. I don't even know if they still say that shit or not. I ain't heard that shit a long time. I know they used to say it back in the day, we were the greatest country on earth. But there's so many other countries taking care of their people better. Now, what we do, we take care of other countries. Yeah, yeah. man, we, every like every week we send more millions and millions of dollars over there to Ukraine. Yeah. You know, we 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 got these people over there. Just and and we need the money here. You know, I can understand that yeah. if we if yeah. we had it straight here. Yeah. And 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 my thing is, man, when we going through trouble, don't nobody send us shit. Yeah. Don't nobody send us a goddamn thing. You know, man, I might help my neighbor out the first two times, man, but when I get in trouble and he ain't have me no helping hand, he can be through with it. I'm through with that shit, dog. I'm through with that shit. But we, it's, I tell you, man, I feel like it seems like we're paying off the rest of the world. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we paying them off or something. And I just want to know what secret they hold. You know what I'm saying? Somebody need to need to guy. It's gonna get like our cat out the wire. We ain't gonna be able to afford and make a payment and they're gonna tell it all. They're gonna tell it all, man. Back to this story, man. Old boy said there's no doubt in his mind his wife would be here today and be celebrating Mother's Day Sunday with her boys if she was a Caucasian woman. The reality is that on April 12, 2016, when we walked in the Cedars Sinai Hospital for what we expected to be the happiest day of our lives, the greatest risk factor for his wife was racism. Now, apparently, man, they got down. They did this woman whole C-section in like 15 minutes. Whole surgery. Cut her open, took the baby out, stitched it back up, everything. 15 minutes. God damn, dog. They take long when they eat a sandwich. Then you took on my wife. Now, apparently, she was bleeding on the inside there and cut her up real bad on the inside. But they had seen the, uh, the blood in the, in, the, in, the, in the colostomy bag or whatever. They tried to get their attention. They, they just, you know how they do it sometimes. They like, we just want attention for some fucking reason. But, man, I, for one, hope that they able to, you know what's fucked though? Cause a lot of these doctors and stuff. A lot of these doctors and stuff, and they be a part of lobby. Same thing that I say, we are black people. Got to get some help. The thing about it, they got these lobbyists to put limits on the amount that you can sue them for malpractice. And to me, once you put a limit on it, you made it easier for them to be careless. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, if you take it upon yourself to become one of those esteemed professions, a doctor, or police officer, you know the, the professions that are glorified when you're in elementary school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you take it upon yourself, Paramedics, you know, them kind of jobs, all the stuff that's glorified when you're a kid, you know what I'm saying? These are upstanding positions in the community. Well, if that's the case, you should be held to a higher standard. You know, I shouldn't, my doctor shouldn't come to surgery if he got situations going on in his life that's going to have his mind somewhere else other than my surgery. Because he would have to know that if he fuck up my surgery, it's a chance that he could never work. I can sue him for so much money because he was <laughs> nah. Trust and believe. I understand mistakes happen. You're practicing medicine. You know what I'm saying? Like mistakes happen. I understand that. But if it's because now nah, you can't ask nobody to be a hundred percent perfect. And I understand that you can't ask nobody to be a hundred percent all the time. You know, but if you was off because of something. You did. If you came to work with a hanger, you know what I'm saying? If you mm -hmm. came to work on some pills, if, if you did, if you made decisions that was just so erroneous that nobody can understand how you came to that conclusion, you know what I'm saying? Now, if you fucked around and, and made a mistake on the medicine, I understand that you're right. practicing. You know what I'm saying? That's something that that's something you shouldn't be sued for. I don't like how. I know they. I know they have to guy. They don't go through this and that to try to figure out what's wrong with you. They don't never really know all the way what's wrong with you. I understand that, but if it's something 
you did. You know what I'm saying? Right. <clears throat> like that other nurse that got sentenced the other week, I don't think she should have got sentenced. You made an honest mistake. Yeah. But you go into a surgery and you can take 15 minutes to do the surgery. It's apparent oh. you had something else you were trying to go do. You know what I'm saying? My my wife didn't get the proper attention of your day. You know, I mean, come on, man, fifteen minutes. And of course, the the um the hospital is fighting the lawsuit and everything, but but they're gonna probably end up settling for the for the two hundred thousand because I think that's the limit that they can settle for. It's like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. We gotta stop. These lobbyists from being outside. If we as a country could come together and put all our money in things that we really wanted to be, because for the most part, man, white Americans and black Americans have the same belief. Mm-hmm. For the most part, we believe the same exact shit, but we are easily fooled and we're easily tricked into feeling like this part is saying one thing and this part is saying another thing. But at the end of the day, both of them pretty much saying the same shit. You know what I'm saying? But the big difference to me, like I've always said, the the only major difference between Republicans and Democrats. Democrats want to get your free shit to keep you in change. Republicans want to goddamn let you go get the money. You know? And and neither one of them cool because ain't neither one of them talking about giving up the head start that they ancestors. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody talking about that. You know, and I actually listened to a little bit of Herschel Walker talk today. He did an interview on Fox News. He don't sign it down as I thought he did. You know what I'm saying? Like, he gained a little bit of my respect. I might have listened to him say a few more things. But, you know, I feel like he's on the on the black agenda a bit hard right now. He really want to win this thing. He got to make it about all of Georgia and not just black and brown. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He got to make it about all of us. But see, that's Man, we need we need a president that'll make everybody feel good. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying like back back in the day, you could get a president where everybody was like, "This guy is the president." You know what I'm saying? He was he was refined. We ain't have no dirt on him. You know what I'm saying? You just need somebody that air. No, like I don't understand how niggas got behind Joe Biden in the first place. Joe Biden ain't never rolled with us till till Barack came by and he saw he had a chance to probably become president himself. If he hadn't been Barack Obama vice president, Joe Biden had no route to the White House. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and I mean, in the in the what, 11, 12 years, however many years it's been that Joe Biden been at the White House, ain't nobody tell you nothing positive for black people that he did. Like, even even this story right here, what we talking about with um, Kamala Harris, what's what's VP Harris urges White House to make black maternal health a national priority. Notice the Senate. Notice the Senate urges White House to make black maternal health. She didn't say made it happen. Mm-hmm. Did it. I've actually read the press release by when they did the maternal health. And man, they they put a lot of money in the stuff, but it's for all mothers. But they'll give you this article and make you think they're doing stuff for black people. But right. And then more than likely it'll be harder for black people to actually get access to the resources. 
You know what I mean? You have to feel like paperwork and stuff like that. You can't just click and get it done. It ain't stuff like that. You have to really, you have to really know the the, the route to get your hands on this kind of money. They say VP Harris has plans to invest around half a billion federal dollars, reducing maternal mortality and morbidity rates. It's like they just throw around money, man. Like, like it ain't shit. Yeah. But, yeah. but they but they just won't throw none to the hood, yeah, they man. Throw none to the hill, but they throwing around and, and and see you. They'll get that five hundred million away, goddamn. But it's a lot of their friends gonna end up getting some money behind that. Okay. I watched an interview by Kamala Harris the other day, man. I ain't know she used to go with old Montel Williams to talk to her. And Judge O'Brien said she done fucked her way to the top. That was Judge O'Brien said. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I wasn't there, but he said he was there. <laughs> <laughs> Joe said he was there. He seen it, goddamn. Like she done used that thing to get. Get her where she want to be. Um, hang on, keep talking about her. We're going to move on to our next story, I reckon. But I did want to bring some attention to these people out there in California. We need to get behind them and support them. This is something that we really actually need to get behind and support because we support a lot of bullshit. We support a lot of bullshit, but we don't support shit that really need to be supported. We'll support the latest music video to come out. This man right here really need our Facebook post, needs our feed. He needs us talking about this so they can possibly. And we, he's trying to actually change things. He ain't just fighting to get his money. He's also fighting so that people that come behind him won't have to deal with this. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I like. Because most of us are just be concerned about getting out. But he actually trying to make change. He's trying to get them to enact bills where the, where the malpractice lawsuits won't have no limit to them. You know, back in the day, you could sue your daughter for 17, 20 million. You know what I'm right. saying? They fucked something up. And they got they got tired of getting hit like that. Their insurance went sky high. They couldn't be a doctor no more. Yeah. So they got them got their money together and made it well, you can't sue them like that no more. We can't let them outdo us though, man. Because it's way more us than it is a doctor. Right. <laughs> it's way more patience than it is a doctor. You know what I'm saying? The same way doctors got a union, patients need a lobbying union. You know, because they turn it into that. Everything's a competition in this country. If, if, if you got a force fighting against you, you better have your force fight with you. You understand? And if, until people get it together and understand what the game is all about, the game ain't real. You just got to start playing. You know? Only thing you need to play is a few dollars. Everybody put in a few dollars. A few dollars for everybody go a long way. You know, ain't nobody got to jump out there. Whoop, whoop, man, we got to start somewhere. You know, I don't know who that started. is. Tupac said he might not change the world, but he might spark the voice or the, or the brain that'll change the world. Somebody I haven't got to go ahead and be that voice, man. We need we need that voice. But right now, we falling, man. We falling, man, and ain't nobody. Yeah, man, the fuck no thing about it, though. If we falling, then we keep looking for other folk to catch like, man, it's 2022, man. Folks, hey, catch ourselves. Buddy. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, we done had a good 50 year run, man. God damn, we stopped out here doing bullshit and actually got down, started participating in this thing called life, man. It ain't about you, it's about getting your people to a place. Everybody else is fighting for their people. Motherfucking everybody. Muslims, goddamn. 
any and everybody else is doing something for their people. We ain't doing shit for our people. So they tricked us into thinking that we was our own enemies. And we ain't. It ain't no black man out there that's making another black man not be able to get no money. You know what I'm saying? It, it ain't no kind of way that a, a black man is stopping you from getting money. Even if even if you in the dope game and somebody tell you you can't sell on the corner, you can deal with it one way. You can take go sell on another corner. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it ain't hard. Ain't nobody going to just stop you from getting the money. But you out here, it's, it's white people that can stop you from getting to the money. You know what I'm saying? They can put a stop to everything. And until we figure out again, man, where we at and where we stand, man, we, we, it, it ain't about people being enemies, nothing like that. I don't want nobody to ever think that's what I'm saying. Man. But we, we got to play on equal playing ground if we want to really be treated equal. We, we got to start doing the same things they do. You know, if, if you, if you played baseball and David Justice was hitting 400, Knocking out about 50 home runs a year. The best way for you to figure out how to do that would be to ask him and do it the same way he do it. And that's all I'm saying. We got to figure out that we're playing this game and we got to play it the way they do. Excuse me. Pause. Huh? Nah, I ain't going to pause. Oh, man, but. This lady, she was a she a nurse. She said, when I see my black patients come in, I say an extra prayer. Because you do have racism very much so in the operating room. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something we done knew. Mm-hmm. We done knew, man. We done seen how shit go down. We done seen how the situation turned. Yeah, man, we just keep the people in our prayers and hope the best outcome. Oh, man, we're gonna move on to our next story of the day. An 11 year old boy sent his assistant principal to the hospital to follow the hospital. I'm gonna go on here and start discussing all that. Did y'all ever had a principal you want to put hands on? Mm-hmm. You ain't never want to put hands on that. I want a principal. What about you? Oh. No, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Shuey paddled me in like seventh grade, and I wanted to beat the shit out of him when he got to it. Goddamn, I ain't really care for that. He didn't get me the two times. Yeah. Goddamn, because I stood up. I was like, no. Man, I got suspended because I didn't take the rest of my paddling. I pulled it, I pulled it. He got like two in. I was like, no. <laughs> no, this ain't pretty good. I, I was like, uh-uh. Give me them three days, man. You hit me again, we finna goddamn tell they got their office up, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. No. I thought I could take it, man. Cause, you know, I take these four licks. I ain't got to tell my mom. I ain't got in no trouble. Right. Man, you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck it, man. I'm going to go ahead and take these four licks. I'm with it. Man, I went in that motherfucker. That motherfucker hit me that second time. Man, like, the third time that hurt, that second time, no, like, he caught me with a cone or something, fam. I was like, no. No, man, goddamn, we finna hit in the motherfucking dog. We finna hit. Go ahead and call my mom, man. Go ahead and call my mom. We finna take it to the house. Oh. Hell yeah, dog. Nah, this guy in Charleston, the Charleston Police Department said they responded to an assault at the Charleston County School that sent the assistant principal to the hospital. Goddamn. Well, the assistant principal used to be like a coach or something, man. He probably better beat the shit out of that. Yeah. I, I, I 
ain't okay. I ain't gonna let no child walk my ass, man. I, I am not. I don't give a damn. You grown enough to draw your hand back. You grown enough to take that whipping. I'm finna give to you. Man, I'm gonna and I'm gonna beat you so bad that I'm gonna end up taking my belt off for real, goddamn. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna whoop you with my belt when I get through with you, goddamn little nigga. Man, I wish man, a little lamb yo. A little lamb yo. Oh, I had that boy picked up like this, just looking at it. Oh, what, what the hell wrong with you, boy? Now, um, the victim <laughs> at the scene, the assistant principal of the school told the officer that she pulled an 11 year old student out the class to clean up mess he made in the boy bathroom. This led to an argument and the student turned around and cussed her then struck her in the face. Mm. The victim said the student started to kick and punch her torso while she was attempting to stop. Eventually the two parties were separated and the student was brought to the principal's office. That's the game saw red marking above the eye where she was struck she was taken to the hospital for evaluation. The student said, now he didn't make a mess in the bathroom and that he was tired of the principal telling him what to do. After striking her, the student said he tried to leave, but the victim stopped him, so he had to strike her again. <laughs> <laughs> Police asked the student if he felt the assistant principal deserved it. The student said that, yeah, and he didn't feel bad about it. Another staff member at the school told officers that she had been assaulted by the same student recently. Bruising was seen on the staff member's arm and from the alleged incident, the report stated. No arrests have been made because of the student's age. Eleven years old. I'm going to just put this out there. I want to ask y'all. If a eleven year old in Millipede beat up the front, what you think? Can't come He definitely gets some handcuffs yeah. put on. He yeah. is definitely getting some handcuffs put on. Now you know we've been we've been going around with these stories about a lot of these kids going ham. So I got to doing a little research and everything. I ran across this article. Hey y'all, want to check it out? It's aggressive child behavior part one: fighting in school and home. It broke down some interesting things, man. It was like it's a lot of fighting against among kids. It's on the rise, it seems like it's happening more now than ever. I don't think that's the case. I think it's more social media. We just got more access to what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Thank you, hear more about it. We did a lot of fighting and shit when I was a kid, too, but when nobody had no video of it. You know what I'm saying? Now, this part is what I really agree with. It says, for one reason or another, many children are not learning the problem solving skills they need in order to avoid getting into a physical. We talked about that yesterday with the fact that people don't have to learn communication. A lot of times, we just have like poor, especially, I can't speak about other people. I can only speak this thing from a black person, a black right. man's point of view. Right. Black men have a hard time communicating with each other for the most part. One disagreement, niggas think he throws a hit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, can't we can't agree to disagree. And sometimes it's just cool to agree to disagree. When people have different way they raised and different other things. They don't see things a different way. Both of y'all can be right. It's depending on your point of view. And just because you got a point of view don't mean I got to be able to see it, bro. See it. I grew up in the country in John County. It's some things I might not know about growing up in, in the hood in Milliville. You know what I'm saying? 
It's just some things I don't know. I can't talk about. I can't get mad and tell y'all y'all wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But a lot of people don't have that ability to be able to decide, well, man, it's just because things are different. A lot of people can't understand that this man is in the game because his mama bought a house over him or his grandma bought land over him back in the 40s and mm-hmm. 50s and shit. And that's why this man ended up in the blood gang or that's why this man ended up in the other gangs and everything like that. You can't differentiate that. So all you can differentiate is that I'm supposed to be mad. Your, your brain is on a one-way track. I'm supposed to be mad. But why? And this thing right here, this question, this, this, um, this article asked a real important question. It said, instead of asking kids why they did something, the best question to ask them is what was your what was your intention? You know what I'm saying? I think I'm saying it right. Let me make sure I'm saying it right. No, what were you trying to accomplish? And I'm like, man, you know, that could make a big difference. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like they say when you ask somebody why they did something, you leave the room for them to lie to you. As a matter of fact, they say you're teaching them to lie to you. Because when you most of the time when you ask your baby why you did it right here, but they don't answer you, you're going to come back and say, you did it because such and such. You're going to start answering it for it. I mean, that, <laughs> that's me speaking as a parent of what you're going to do. Right. You know, because they're going to sit there and just look at you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to start offering them answers, and they're going to pick one. <laughs> you know, So what you're teaching them is to lie to you. But if you ask them what were they trying to accomplish, they can tell you what they were trying to make happen. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and you're liable to get a more thought-out answer. But um, I thought that was interesting, man. I thought that was interesting. It also, talked about the three types of fighting. I thought that was interesting. They said oppositional and defiant fighting, verbal abuse and temper tantrums, and angry and antagonistic behavior. You don't think about people all in the being fighting, but it is. You know what I'm saying? You verbally spar and you fight with each other. You know what I'm saying? And if that shit keeps up, it turns into physical spar. So you got to be able to de-escalate. You know what I'm saying? Everybody ain't out here and got, ain't got sense. You know what I'm saying? You got to be able to realize when you're talking to somebody who ain't got no sense. You know what I'm saying? That's the first step. You got to understand rationale ain't going to affect this guy at all. I can be as rational as I want to be. This guy think the way he think. So I just got to be able to let him have. You know what I'm saying? You being able to let people have shit will save you so much. Though. You know what I'm saying? Not giving a so what the fuck do it matter to you what he think? He finna leave and go his way, and you're gonna leave and go your way eventually. What he think ain't gonna bother you at all. So why is it your job to change the way he thinks? Yeah, life will teach him otherwise. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And shit, I done seen people that life like life be beating the shit out of them and they still don't got them. They still keep doing the same. Now, the last article I got on this thing right here is can students be legally, can students be charged legally for things for, that happen at school? And see, I know in Georgia you can. Mm-hmm. I know in Georgia you can get a fresh charge. They lock people up at school, they get yeah. yeah, yeah, in Georgia you're going to get locked up. Now, they say elementary schools is still free game. You can fight elementary school, the police ain't coming to get you. You know, once you get to middle school, police coming to get you. But they ain't gonna give you no no. They gonna pretty much hit you with some shit. They gonna give you a little community thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Gonna hit you with something like that. Try to try to scare you straight type shit. 
You know what I'm saying? What? And how y'all feel about that, man? What you think they ought to do with kids right now? Because back in my day, man, you were still 16, 17, get the hit, and you just going home for three days. Right. <laughs> how y'all think it ought to be home? Locking them up. Oh, oh, the three days. Three days. Word. 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 My bad. My Oh, so you think that we should have stayed in the old school way? Yeah, to survive out Person to say this, 
You know, because, man, a lot of these athletes are coming up from nothing. When they get on campus, they most might be able to afford to send them $50 or $100. Yeah. So, so they trying to still take care of these children and stay at home and keep the hospital yeah. everything in order. Now, you talking about somebody like that, you telling him he don't need no NIL money. When I look back at Archie Manning to see if he ever was a guy. No, you know, if, you, if he had to grow up in poverty, yeah. I might would have, you know, I might would have gave a second look at it. But when in 1950, when Archie was coming up, his daddy worked at a, a tractor equipment store or some shit like that. He was making about $6,000 a year. The article actually had the nerve to say he was making only $6,000 a year. So, you know, me, I'm interested. Okay, how much was $6,000 really worth back in 1950? In nineteen fifty six thousand dollars was like seventy four thousand dollars a year. You know what I'm saying? So, so his his and his mama was a stay at home mom. You know what I'm saying? So, they were making was equivalent to the day of a family making seventy four thousand dollars a year. So they were straight. You know what I'm saying? They could afford to send their child to school. You know what I'm saying? He Archie Manning never had to worry about. If he was gonna be able to eat today, you know what I'm saying, man. A lot of them college athletes, they fucked around and missed the motherfucking meal, nigga. That's all they could eat, cause that all of them had no money. Did they want to watch someone in school? They start paying to watch them so many. Was doing the side shit. College, they were doing so many other things to get money. What you mean? They had to survive. I got to survive, man. I'm on TV every goddamn week. I got bitches coming at me, and I ain't got no money. <laughs> I ain't got no money, man. God, I can't even sell my fucking jersey, nigga. I can't even sell my autograph. I can't write my name and get a hundred dollar for it, nigga. I can, nigga, it's my name. If I get cop signed or something, and somebody give me some money behind it, I'm gonna not be able to play. What kind of shit is that, man? Now, everybody want to know. Well, I want to know here, and I ain't gonna say everybody. I want to know exactly how this NIL thing was. So the NIL, I don't know if y'all know or not, but I'm going to act like y'all know. It stands for name, image, like. That means that everybody get to get paid off of their name, image, and likeness. I know y'all remember the O'Bannon twins, right? I played UCLA back in the day. The O'Bannon twins that took the NCAA to court got them over that basketball game where they had them in it and shit, and they couldn't make no money off the motherfucker. Right. So they took the NCAA to court for selling that shit, and that's why a lot of this shit came to fruition. The O'Bannon boy started the whole heap of this and making all this noise. Now, let's see. His was all through within the 2010. Him and LeBron James sat next to the California governor and signed the bill in the law that made it illegal for state schools to prohibit athletes from making money. Let's see. Once California did it, all the other places got to do it because you don't want California baby, to get all the athletes because they can pay their athletes. But man, if they can pay their goddamn, everybody got to be able to pay. You got to, especially if you got a good college program. Look at look at the look at the places that goddamn signed they are in Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Mississippi, New Mexico, Texas. Yeah, and like all the big powerhouse states. SEC, man, Texas, and New Mexico, they had to go because they get a lot of those. Got athletes too. You know, they 
Yeah, man. And so now these people, they able to make money off their social media posts, advertisement, videos on Twitter and YouTube, any kind of training lessons, summer camps, autographs, merchandise sales. They could get a free meal. They could do all that shit that they used to. Motherfucker, you can't even get a free meal. Well, how you gonna tell that motherfucker? This son be trying to show me some love for last go to cut down that week. And I can't even get the motherfucking plate. Nigga. Now, of course, all the schools that ain't worth a damn, they mad and they acting like just because of the NIA, a lot of them good players getting out, all them good teams getting all the good. But man, who the fuck was going to Colorado anyway, man? Goddamn, ain't nobody trying to go to Colorado. They making the most money. Goddamn, to me, all the good players still going to the same motherfucking school that they were going to before because all, the, all them teams, the one got all the money to make things happen. You know what I mean? And then, like, all Colorado yeah. need to do is take some of that reefer money and goddamn buy them a couple players they sell, and then they can get in the game. Right. So, so I'm saying, like, every good player that went to that school ain't getting paid. You know what I'm no, everybody ain't gonna be able to get no check. Goddamn, yeah, everybody ain't getting no check. But you, really you better, you better start getting everybody a check. Cause the way they got that transfer shit set up now, the way the way you can transfer at the end of every year. Mm-hmm. If you got a player ain't getting paid, another team gonna tell them they'll pay him and he'll be gone next year. So you better make sure every, every all your starters need to be getting some kind of check. Everybody ain't gonna be getting a big boy check. But you need to set it up. In, in today's NCAA football, if you got a starting player on your team that ain't going to check, he won't be there next year. He won't be there next year. He might transfer in the middle of the season. I think they can start transferring like week seven or some shit like that. Yeah, they can got there. They can just get out. And, they, they just won't play no more that year, but they got to already be headed to the other school and everything. Now, it is some things I think they do need to fix about that shit. Cause, I like know, the fact that I ain't gotta fix yourself, but you gotta get out of the form. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, Stay relevant. You get that money, you get hurt. You want to make some NFL? 
Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they got they they'll be able to rehab and everything at the facility, you know what I'm saying? But it's up to them to be good enough to be back on the team. Yeah, yeah. Now we're gonna move on to happy stories real quick. We got a, the history of Mother's Day. Today is Mother's Day, everybody right here. I wanna shout out my mama. Mama, happy Mother's Day to you. You know what I'm saying? I see you in a little bit. I know you're gonna be pulling up. So they're gonna tell your mom happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Who were <laughs> the American incarnation of Mother's Day was created by Anna Jarvis in 1908 and became an official U.S. holiday in 1904. They say the earliest history of Mother's Day was called Mothering Day. It was an early Christian festival that was in the UK. They kept on doing that for a while, and then they um shifted into something that's more like the one we do today, where they just started getting their mama flowers and shit. But 2022, you got to damn near get your mom card. So if you if you on Instagram today, but you ought to see some of them guilty mamas again, but you make it hard for a regular guy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You make it hard for a regular guy. Yeah. Yeah, man, you regular man to make it feel like you ain't doing a goddamn thing. It do, man. I used to didn't know what Will Smith was buying his old lady. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I said that was between him and his old lady. But now Will gonna show me. Mm-hmm. Will gonna show me what he bought a man. Goddamn, like, man. Well, at least you had to wait till a certain show came on TV. I didn't feel the pressure to have a Gucci belt when I was 10 years old. <laughs> like, no, man, like I, I didn't feel that kind of pressure, man. And right now, man, if that's a lot of pressure to be growing up on, dog. That's a lot of pressure to be growing up on. Everybody got to everybody got to be a million now by the time they as soon as they grown, they gotta be a million now. Mm-hmm. Nigga, those are tough expectations to live up to right now. Man, shit, social media showing people that. Making it look like it's easy. Got, ain't nobody goddamn FaceTiming from jail. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody. They get that quick money, man. They be on they be on Instagram and shit for maybe a year or two. Then they go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then they go. Niggas be sensations for a little while, baby. They ain't FaceTiming when the law kicking in the dodo, goddamn. You don't get to see none of them pictures on the ground. We just talk about them on him. Nah. My next story, of course, I can't leave without going to Florida. Right. It is Mother's <laughs> Day, and we all love our mama. Now, a yo mama joke led to a battery arrest in Florida. A Florida man was arrested Thursday after getting into a fight over a joke, according to deputies in Pinellas County. Hold on. Sheriff's office said the 38-year-old suspect of Clearwater was speaking to the victim when he asked what the victim's prom dress looked like. 
the victim responded with a yo mama joke, which allegedly then sit well with the suspect. And Deputy said he put his hand around the victim's neck and responded. Yeah. <laughs> Deputies did not disclose the specific joke. Now, I don't know the specific joke either, but I would like to see that it might be one of these that I got coming up. Man, we finna throw around a couple of your mama jokes real <laughs> quick on Mother's Day. Y'all feel free to take one with you. <laughs> oh man, let me. Man, they don't want to. They don't want me to see them on Mother's. They don't want me to see them. I'm trying to get it. This one said, your mama so <laughs> We all heard your mama so ugly. She your mama so stupid. She got a lot of macro flipping. <laughs> ah. Your mama so dumb when the doctor told her she had coronavirus. She bought a new laptop. <laughs> your mama so old. She was a waitress at the last supper. Your mama so dumb, she put a watch in a piggy bank. <laughs> Your mama so lazy, she got a stay at home job. Your mama so dumb, she called me to answer my phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all go on here to take that letter. Stay tuning in. Don't forget to uh, hit the bell, hit the like button, hit the note. Oh man, that's right. We ain't got y'all another long time in a long time. We'll be on uh, 12. Check it out. Okay. There go that bell, man. Y'all make sure y'all hit that motherfucker. Man. That bell came later here, but I'll pick up a book and everything. <laughs> bell done got high too. <laughs> Let's see, what was law number 12? God dang. Let's see here. Which one I remember? Yeah, we did 11 the other day. We on 12. Nah, you're right. Oh, we on 13, man. We on 13. I forget. When asking for help, appeal to people's self-interest, never to their mercy or gratitude. If you need to turn to an ally for help, do not bother to remind him of your past assistance and good deeds. He will find a way to ignore you. Instead, uncover something in your request and your alliance with him that will benefit him and emphasize it out of all proportion. He will respond enthusiastically when he sees something to be gained for himself. But that is nasty as fuck right there. But if y'all don't take that one right there and make a couple dollars a day, then you ain't know what you're doing. We're going to go ahead and jump about this thing, man. We're going to hit him with this SO8 beat one more time. What? That beat be right. I go ahead and get him freestyle real quick. Okay, it's half more kids. Yeah. We ain't got none of the bunk roll. Hey, Sauce, man, this would be crazy. It's your boy. Take you me. I got stuff. That my next week. We be chilling. In this time. Don't give a fuck. Man. We don't stop. Put the hell up on We've been there. 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 
man, you man, 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 that nigga got ran down. Remember when he got on man. He said, what well, my time? <laughs> Them niggas had them got. He had red up and drunk in that shit. Well, I'm out of here, I just fucking ride with y'all, man. It's been another episode of Real Spill Shine. Man, I hope y'all have fun, man. We'll check back in with us again tomorrow, man. We'll drop another video.